0: Hello fellow communicators, and welcome back to Stories Lived, Stories Told. I'm your host, Abby, and this is a podcast about the Communication Theory Coordinated Management of Meaning, or CMM for short. But don't let that scare you away. You might hear the words, communication theory, and zone out, or already be asking, what does CMM stand for again? But stick with me. This podcast and theory are not just for scholars and academics, it's for everyone. My mission for this podcast is to make all the wonderful and helpful ideas in this theory easy for everyone to understand and use in our daily lives. And that can be challenging, but definitely worth it. If you aren't a professor or researcher, maybe you have very little experience with theories of any kind. The good news is that CMM, Coordinated Management of Meaning, in case you forgot, is not just a theory. CMM has been around since the 1970s and has been evolving ever since. Today, we are going to discuss one way of seeing the evolution of CMM from an interpretive theory to a critical theory to a practical theory and even a spiritual practice. To give us a good foundation for this episode, let's review CMM. The content of the theory is given away in the name, Coordinated Management of Meaning. In episode four, we talked about the LOOT model. I'll include a link to that episode if you need a refresher and want to go back and listen. But as a little review, the letters in LOOT stand for Stories Lived, Untold Stories, Unknown Stories, Untellable Stories, Unheard Stories, Storytelling, and Stories Told. This encompasses the different kinds of stories that are all a part of our communication. So the LOOT model encompasses many kinds of stories, all the way from Stories Lived to Stories Told hence the name of this podcast, and when we say stories, we use that to refer to basically everything we say about our social worlds, ourselves, our relationships, work, faith, community. So we can use this model to understand the core of the theory. The coordination of coordinated management of meaning happens in the stories lived, which are described as the ongoing patterns of interaction that we create as we engage with others who are also experiencing their own stories lived. Next, the meaning part. But before we can manage meaning, we have to first make it. The process of making and managing meaning happens in the story-told part. As we tell the stories of the experiences we have lived, we are always attaching meaning to it. And by that, I mean that although you and I might objectively have the same stories lived, we might tell that story differently, because it means something different to both of us. And then, of course, weaved throughout our stories lived and our stories told are all those uses of the loop model, the stories that don't get told or heard for whatever reason, but still influence the meaning we make in the stories we do tell. The theory has many other facets, but that's a good place to start for today. So, talking about the evolution of CMM over time to becoming something that goes beyond just a theory in the most basic sense... I think it's important that CMM has been able to evolve and adapt and respond and change based on what the need was, because on an individual level as well as a relationship level, the hope is that by learning about CMM and talking about communication, that we might also be able to evolve for ourselves to start functioning on a higher level. But first, let's go back in time. So it's the 70s, and CMM is an interpretive theory. Well, what does that mean? In the world of communication studies, theories and researchers exist on a continuum, from objective to interpretive. Objective theories believe that there is one capital T truth that exists about how people communicate, and that that truth can be found through observation. On the other hand, interpretive theories believe that there are multiple little t truths that exist instead of finding truth through observation, like objective theories, interpretive theories believe that these truths are created by people as we live and communicate. It's about meaning and learning what things have what meaning for who. So CMM certainly fits in this category because it's interested in how our social worlds are getting made, and specifically recognizing that there are so many ways of being human and creating life. Now I can hear myself and I know that A lot of this language like capital T truth or pluralistic truths are familiar words and concepts to me because I've spent time in the classroom studying them. But you might still be wondering what I really mean by that. So really, a capital T truth refers to something that is right or wrong. In objective theories, you would look to find what is the one true way, the one right way, about how communication works in our lives. On the other hand, Many little t truths, or what we would call pluralistic truths, would say that there's no one right way, that these multiple truths are socially constructed by us in our social worlds. As I've said before, CMM never touches the language of what is right or wrong, so it's clearly an interpretive theory. In a 2011 video interview, which I'll link in the description, Kim and Barnett Pierce talk about the evolution of CMM explaining that in this first phase of CMM as an interpretive theory, it was designed for social scientists using the language of social scientists, meaning that it was nowhere near accessible for people who didn't have that background. But soon, it became clear that CMM was more expansive than that. We talk about the goal of CMM being to create better social worlds. Well, as an interpretive theory, CMM mostly played the role of providing language to describe communication which I think is so important as a starting point, but if that's all CMM does, it's not helpful for us in then changing our behavior and actions. It interpreted what was already happening in communication, but couldn't go far beyond that. This is how CMM came to develop into a critical theory. Critical theories are just that, critical. They offer critique of the status quo in society and culture and challenge the norms that exist. In this phase, Barnett explains that what it looks like is observation of what is going on with the intent to intervene and improve. After developing a critical edge, as Barnett says, the next logical step would be to offer a solution to those challenge norms. This led CMM to become a practical theory. The co-author of the theory, Vern Cronin, worked a lot in this phase to articulate CMM in a way that was more attainable for people outside the world of social scientists. CMM was already fully developed, so this part was about going back and filling in some of the gaps to help people connect the dots. One way to do this was in three questions that Barnett would ask. They are, what are we making, how are we making it, and how can we make better social worlds? Then out of a practical theory came actual practice. We can use those questions and the models and tools in CMM in our everyday life. CMM was able to evolve into something that people like therapists or mediators or other practitioners could actually use in their work. And this is where CMM adds another layer of value for us as communicators and people. If people like therapists are able to use these tools and teach them, then we're the people that would benefit from that, who can learn from them by integrating these practices into our own lives. Now, we could stop there, but Kim and Barnett have come to understand CMM as something more, as a spiritual practice. Kim explains it like this. If you're thinking of a theory as a lens, which is definitely one way I've talked about it, it's something you use to see the world through. And it has been a useful lens. But Kim felt like that didn't fully capture her experience with CMM, because as much as she was using the theory, she felt like the theory was using her as well. By that, she was just acknowledging the change that happened in her as she continued to use CMM over the course of her lifetime. So the question is, how do we change when using CMM? For them, CMM was transformational, infused in everything they did. And hey, if it's your theory then that makes sense, but what about the rest of us? Even in the relatively short time I've known about CMM, which is just about two years now, I'm starting to see how CMM, as weird as it sounds, can be a way of life. Let me give you an example that happened to me recently. First, some important context. I am currently traveling in Europe doing work away, which is this community online where you can find hosts to stay with and you do a couple hours of work a couple days a week in exchange for housing and food. I would highly recommend it as a super financially realistic way to travel for longer periods of time. Anyway, I just finished my time staying with a couple, and it wasn't exactly what I expected. Let's just say they were not the best communicators. I know that I'm someone who appreciates having clearly communicated expectations, especially if I'm going to be doing work for them. I just want to get it right and have all the information I need. I don't think that's too much to ask, but here's the story. A few days ago, I was doing some work for the couple I was staying with. And I was not getting the instructions I needed, which resulted in me trying to do a job with what little they had told me, and then them coming out and telling me I needed to do something differently. Obviously, that was frustrating for me. After this happened a few times, I was in a mood, as I felt like any sane person would be. But then CMM popped into my head. And let me tell you, I love this theory and think about it a lot, but I have never had a moment quite like this where... In the actual moment, I was able to kind of step back and see what was happening from a CMM perspective. What I realized is that we were locked in a pattern, to use that CMM language. A pattern that we were both contributing to. As much as I wanted to put all the blame on them, I knew that my frustrated response also partially came from me. And I remembered that I have a choice. CMM empowers us to change the patterns we find ourselves in if they aren't working for us, and this certainly wasn't working for me. In my frustration, I find myself caught up in thinking that they're the ones that need to change and just communicate better, and yes, that would be ideal for me, but I had to recognize that I can't control them or change them. Maybe I could ask for better instructions, maybe I'll work my way up to that, but for now I realized I could only control my own experience of that moment. And then the moment grew, because a little while later I was waiting for them to give us instructions on what came next. One of them said that the other would show us what to do, and then they talked in Dutch for a minute, which I don't understand, and then no one moved, and they didn't say anything to me. So I wasn't sure what the expectation was. Were they thinking that we were just going to get up and start on our own? I thought they were going to come show us, but they didn't look like they were getting off their computers anytime soon, but how could they expect us to know what to do on our own? It was just a lot in that moment. And that's just a taste of what was going on in my head and how I think. And then I looked around at the couple working away on their computers and my boyfriend just sitting on his phone, totally unfazed. And I was miserable sitting there. And I was just shocked as I realized that I was the only one experiencing this moment in this way I was the one making it into something it wasn't or something it didn't have to be and listen part of this has to do with how I am which is just you know having a need for control but again I was seeing that as just how it was like it was an objective experience of that moment even though each of us were clearly experiencing it very differently I realized that it was an objective, of course. I was the one adding this meaning to this interaction that made it such a horrible time for me. That need for control that I was looking for, I viewed as just how I am for so long that I forgot that I had a choice. And listen, I didn't get it perfect. I still sat there on edge until one of them eventually did get up and show us what to do. But I can feel a difference in myself having noticed this and... Really using CMM in that moment in a way I never had before. I know I talk about integrating CMM into our lives, but that's a lot easier said than done. And I do consciously think about it, especially in reflection, but I just haven't had an experience like that where I was able to, you know, have my CMM lens on in the moment and kind of have this out of body experience and watch the moment happen. I've always believed in the theory of CMM, but I guess I wasn't fully practicing it because I'd never embodied it the way I did then, but it was a great feeling, something I want to continue to keep at the forefront of my mind as I continue to go throughout the rest of my life. To me, the CMM can absolutely be a spiritual practice. It's about mindfulness and curiosity and mystery and compassion. A lot of faith traditions revolve around those same ideas and they emphasize an internal journey that takes place. So whether you are religious or spiritual or it's complicated or none of the above, at the very least, I think CMM has the ability to connect us back to ourselves. And that's a really beautiful thing. Listen, I won't pretend to know the answers to all the mysteries of the world or say who's right or wrong about spirituality, so if you're uncomfortable with that language, then that's okay, but I don't think it has to stop you from fully embracing CMM and the ways that it can change you. Maybe another way to think about it is as a connective practice. You know, it's been an interpretive theory, it's been a critical theory, it's been a practical theory, it's been a practice but what that practice is then is then a connective practice because it connects you to yourself and to others in a better way. To me, I feel so empowered when I'm reminded that I have choices and that I can participate and change the pattern and improve my relationships and ultimately my quality of life. People talk about anxiety and stress so much and how that affects the body and health. And I could feel that difference sitting there In that example, just waiting for something to happen. I was actually tense in my body and emotionally frustrated, But and I just kind of released it. And then my emotional and my physical experience of the situation totally changed. So if spirituality or this practice are about a heightened sense of awareness and mindfulness, then I'm all in on that. Clearly, CMM is and has been many things to many people. So think about it. What is CMM to you? there's no wrong answer. To me, I see value in every phase that CMM has gone through. And as I've said many times, I'm still learning and we are all still learning. So hey, we can take a page out of CMM's book and give ourselves the space to evolve. That example I shared, it isn't isolated. It's not the end. It's not over. I see it as the beginning of, I guess, a new phase for myself to Begin to really embody CMM and to lean into those choices that I know I have to then create the best social world and the best life for myself as possible, which to me comes from the communication and the relationships I am in. So try to embody CMM, whatever that means to you. And maybe you can actively think about it. Or maybe you're like me and it will just hit you when you need it. Either way, think about what your better social world looks like. And how does CMM help you get there? And how do we help you get there? Maybe you listen to this podcast alone, but there's a growing community around this and we can be here to support each other. Keep showing up here. Keep sharing this podcast with brave and vulnerable people that you know that might need it and keep showing up for you. You're pretty cool for being here. Thank you, my fellow communicators, for joining me today. As always, I'm Abby, and this has been Stories Lived stories told. See you next time.